What a wonderful thought to think about and sing about together this evening. Singing our way all the way to heaven. Thank you for being here this evening. Would you open a Bible with me back to 1 Kings chapter 2. You need a Bible open or on. We're going to spend a little bit of time in this historical book of 1 Kings. Pretty easy to find if you're not familiar with our Bibles. It starts with Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Just keep going a little beyond that and you will run across that big book labeled One Kings. And we're going to start in just a few moments in 1 Kings chapter 2. Thankful for this opportunity and how thankful we ought to be for the beautiful, beautiful January day we've been able to enjoy and enjoy together. You're an encouragement to me by being here. Finish what was started is our theme for 2023. And that has been on my mind this week as our daily Bible reading schedule has taken us into the life and wisdom of Solomon. If you haven't been following along with us, I'd certainly encourage you to do that. There are calendars. Our schedule for this week is on the inside of today's bulletin. So many things we can learn from what God has preserved from the life of this man. And and we're just going to notice a a small handful of things. But I'd love to remind you or revisit just briefly A couple of really significant things in this man's life that shape some of the things we're going to read about this evening that very much we can adopt and apply and carry with us into this week. In 1 Kings chapter 2, we read about this man as a, a young man being given a strong commission by his father, King David. You can start reading with me in 1 Kings chapter 2 and verse 1 when David, the existing present king, when his time to die drew near, he commanded Solomon his son saying, I am about to go the way of all the earth. Be strong and show yourself a man and Keep the charge of the Lord your God, walking in His ways and keeping His statutes, His commandments, His rules, and His testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn, that the Lord may establish His word that He spoke concerning me, saying, if your sons pay close attention to their way, to walk before me in faithfulness with all their heart and with all their soul, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. A strong commission from his father. We go to the next chapter, 1 Kings chapter 3, and we read about extraordinary wisdom given to him by the Lord. The Lord asks him what he would like and and Solomon asks for wisdom. We pick it up in 1 Kings 3 verse 10. It pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this and 
God said to him, Because you have asked this and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right. Behold, I now do according to your word. Behold, I give you a wise and discerning mind so that none like you has been before you and none like you shall arise after you. I give you also what you have not asked, both riches and honors, so that no other king shall compare with you all your days. And if you will walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. He's given a, a strong commission by his father. Given extraordinary wisdom by the Lord. A few pages later in 1 Kings chapter 6 and the 11th verse of the chapter, we read about an incredible opportunity given to him to build a house for the Lord. You can read all about that in the early chapters of 1 Kings. I want you to zero in with me on verse 11 of 1 Kings 6. Now the word of the Lord came to Solomon concerning this house, the, the, the temple that he was building. If you will walk in my statutes and obey my rules and keep all my commandments and walk in them, then I will establish my word with you which I spoke to David your father. And I will dwell among the children of Israel and will not forsake my people Israel. This man is richly given so much. A strong commission by his father. Extraordinary wisdom by the Lord. An incredible opportunity to build the house of the Lord that his father had zealously desired to build. On top of it all, in 1 Kings chapter 9, you pick up with me in verse 1. He is given the throne of Israel along with unprecedented peace. And prosperity. Read this great summary with me in 1 Kings 9, beginning in verse 1. As soon as Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that Solomon desired to build, the Lord appeared to Solomon a second time as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. And the Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your plea which you have made before me, I have consecrated this house that you have built by putting my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. And as for you, if you will walk before me as David your father walked, with integrity of heart and uprightness, doing according to all that I have commanded you and keeping my statutes and my rules, then I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever. As I promised David, your father, saying, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. But if you turn aside from following me, you or your children, and do not keep my commandments and my statutes that I've set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel 
From the lamb that I have given them and the house that I've consecrated for my name, I will cast out of my sight. And Israel will become a proverb and a byword among all the peoples. And this house will become a heap of ruins. Everyone passing by it will be astonished and will hiss. And they will say, why has the Lord done thus to this land? And to this house, then they will say, because they abandoned the Lord their God who brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt, and laid hold on other gods, and worshipped them, and served them. Therefore the Lord has brought all this disaster on them. It's just a snapshot, but... I hope it gives us a clear view of how much this man was given. He didn't earn it. He didn't work for a whole lot of that. It wasn't the product of his own imagination or his own education or his own work ethic. He's he's given all of this. His father reigns over these people for four decades and he's he's given the throne. Given wisdom that no human being had, had ever possessed before. There were people from all over the world that would come and just want to listen to him ruminate. We read about fruit and animals and architecture and and, and things like that. He's given peace in every direction. The the sort of peace that his father and generations before him could only wish for. He's given incredible, near immeasurable prosperity. He, He made silver and gold as common as the asphalt out there on on the parking lot. He's given it all. But did you notice really maybe two things that stand out if you're paying attention especially in light of what we've been thinking about already in this first month of 2023. In many ways it's not here Here all of it is, just do with it whatever you want. No, his very great privilege and responsibility, if we were listening, could be summed up in the the, the language of our focal point as a church family for this year. Solomon, finish. Finish what was Started. You are the next leg in this race. There is a royal family line that has been established. You are the royal heir of David. Live like it. Run that race. You've been given a wise and discerning, understanding mind. Use that. 
in the service of God and other people. Something is started that night in Gibeon. Now, finish what was started. You've been allowed to build the house that your father David would have loved to build. Finish what was started. Kings and queens from the greatest empires in the world are coming to see and hear you appreciate that opportunity, appreciate that responsibility, and finish what was started. But if you were listening carefully, you heard the most important word, the word on which all of his potential and all of God's promises hung. We looked at four different sections, and in all four sections, we heard the word. If Solomon, if you will pay close attention and walk with the Lord, Israel will have a king. If you will walk in my ways and keep my statutes, I will lengthen your days. If you obey my rules and keep my commandments, I will dwell among you and these people, and I will be their God. If you have integrity of heart and uprightness, I will establish your royal throne. You've been given so much. Run. But run with the awareness of what your potential and God's promises hang upon. And so, this man did incredible things. For our purposes this evening, we, we can pay careful attention to some of the things that he wrote 3,000 years ago that we still know of, we, we can still read, we can still reflect on appreciating that this is extraordinary wisdom given to this man by God himself. First Kings chapter 4 tells us that he spoke 3,000 proverbs. In fact, we've got a book right in the heart of our Bibles full of those Proverbs. Would you open your Bibles with me back to Proverbs chapter 3, where we'll notice a few of those in just a few moments. He spoke 3,000 Proverbs. His songs were 1,005. You know, don't cheat him. He didn't just hit the millennial mark. He, he wrote five more than that, 1,005 songs. Verse 34, people of all nations came to hear the wisdom of Solomon and from all the kings of the earth who had heard of his wisdom. And I don't know if you spent any time yesterday, but our daily Bible reading schedule took us to Proverbs chapter 3. Wisdom of Solomon. And if you're not in the habit of devoting 10, 15 minutes on Saturday to reading from the book of Proverbs with us, could I really encourage you to fold that into your weekend habits? For, 
more than five years now on Saturdays. All that we've done in, in that scheduled writing is, or scheduled reading is just to read one chapter from the book of Proverbs. Because what is contained here is beyond measure. Priceless. It was the Lord himself who gave this man who wrote these proverbs an understanding, discerning mind to understand how life works. What happens as we go down various pathways? What really matters? What we really need to keep our eyes on? What, what our goals and our priorities ought to be like? How how life the way it was meant to be by our Creator really is. We were right here in Proverbs chapter 3 just yesterday. And what I would love to do is just focus nearly for the remaining of our time together this evening on verses 5 through 12. Do you see that in your Bibles? Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 12. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. These are words of Solomon. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. And He will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves. As a, a father, or as a father, the son in whom he delights. I think we can isolate Eight basic ideas from those verses. And I'd love to focus on them with you for the next few minutes as something invaluable to carry with us this week. If, if you need to keep that little note card with you in your car or tape it to your mirror or wherever it is on your nightstand, on your desk at work, eight Mottos for life that you need to finish what was started. That's what this man is given, this, this commission. This is the fruit of the wisdom that he's given. And this is what has been preserved for us for 3,000 years. Motto number one, trust in the Lord. With all your heart. You have a God-given heart that will trust someone or something this week. And there will be many people and things to put your trust in. Those of you who are in school, you will have ample opportunity to put your trust in people your age, people with whom you go to school, people who are making plans that don't involve God, 
are envisioning a future without any ounce of concern whatsoever about what God has said in His Word. You will be surrounded, those of us who are young, those of us who are old, surrounded with people who are just going to trust themselves and their own experience, their own desires, their own way of looking at the world. And if it feels good, they have no problem whatsoever doing it. If they, they want to do it, they're just going to go ahead and do it and maybe worry about the consequences later. There is an entire worldview available to us on television, on social media, in print, in person, in pixels that, that will scoff at the idea of considering what God started from the very beginning and the very idea that we need to be concerned with that and somehow model that and, and live within the context of that story. There are plenty of people all around us this week who will just live with the motto, eat, drink, and be merry. Tomorrow we die, who knows what's next. We're just going to do whatever we want to do right here and right now. And for 3,000 years, baseline motto number one, that I need, if I'm going to finish what was started, is use that God-given heart and trust the Lord. Trust that He knows what He's talking about. Trust that even when I don't understand why, He knows better than I do. Even when I think my way would be better, His way is the best way. Even when... The wisdom of the world would go left and God is telling me to go right. Trust His wisdom. Root yourself in Him. Motto number two. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't think that you know better than Him. You are His creation. You are under His authority. You are accountable to Him. Your body is His. Your time is His. Your talents are His. The air that you're breathing right now is His. This earth is His. Tomorrow if we're allowed to enjoy it, is His. Don't lean on your own understanding. Live as a person under His authority. Number three, in all your ways. It's right there in Proverbs 3, first line of verse 6. Acknowledge Him. What voice will you listen to first in the morning? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about the voice of your wife who tells you either get out of bed or 
unplug the alarm clock. I'm not necessarily talking about the, the, the voice of your children, but as your day really gets started, whose voice will set the tone of your day? Whose voice will you go out of your way to hear tomorrow? Whose voice will have the last word as your day rounds off? What will you see tomorrow? Will you simply see the sky? Or will you see that the sky... This is the sky that my father made. Will, will you simply drive by trees that are already beginning the process of awakening and bearing new fruit? Though we can't see it yet, they're already on the move, doing what their creator created them to do. Will you simply drive by those and, and not even realize that those are my Father's trees. There is a God. And He has a will for the way that I live today. And so, number four, I'm, I'm not going to be wise in my own eyes. It's not about me. We took just the briefest of snapshots at what Solomon was given. Listen to me. You don't have to be an heir of David in order to have been given more than we could list over the course of the next hour. You don't have to be a royal heir in Israel to have been given so much. We have sung songs today that were here before we were born. And if this world stands, will outlive us. God's people will continue to sing those songs long after we take our last breath. We are holding copy, personal copies of God's Word that people in previous generations died, were willing to die to translate them into languages that people could understand. We are in a building that we did not build. Enjoying the fruits of sacrifices of brothers and sisters in Christ who came before us, sacrificially gave so that we could be right here, not concerned at all about what temperature it is in this room. Be humble. Be teachable. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Number five, fear the Lord. He's why I am. He's where I'm headed. Whether I choose to acknowledge Him or not, my road, your path, ends with Him. And we will give account to Him as to how we lived the life He gave us. And so, it's right here in the second line of verse 7. Turn away from evil. 
Listen, there are going to be times this week that evil presents itself right in front of you. And it's not a sin that evil came to be right in front of you. But here's your Father's will as to how you handle that. Turn away from it. Be strong, David told Solomon. Show yourself an adult, a mature person of God. Don't make excuses. Don't find the closest person to blame. You turn away from it. You honor the Lord with Everything that you have. It's verses 9 and 10. We could just as easily take the principle and apply it to so many things. With your money this week, honor the Lord. With your time, honor the Lord. With your talents, honor the Lord. With your treasures, honor the Lord. With your opportunities, honor the Lord. With your health this week, honor the Lord. That's why this world stands this evening. And there are going to be times that we don't have our eyes on that goal. There are going to be times that in this race of life we're stumbling. There are going to be times that we're awfully tempted to get out of our lane and out of bounds altogether. And so in the last verse, verses of our context, verses 11 and 12, my son, don't, don't despise the Lord's discipline. Or be weary of his reproof, for the Lord reproves him whom he loves. As a father, the son in whom he delights. Listen. Weigh what, what God is saying. Accept God's wisdom. Apply it. Learn from those missteps and those stumbles. Thank God for the people in your life who love you enough to tell you the truth, to remind you of these mottos for life that you need to finish what was started. Because before we end, if you'll go with me to 1 Kings chapter 11, we run across something really, really, really disturbing. This man, Given so much, given the strong commission by his father, given extraordinary wisdom by the Lord, given the incredible opportunity to build a house for the Lord, given the throne of Israel along with unprecedented peace and prosperity, given the privilege and the responsibility to finish what was started, you follow along in our daily Bible reading with us this week, and on Tuesday, we'll be in 1 Kings chapter 11. Could I read with you how this begins? Verse 1. Now, King Solomon loved many foreign women. Along with the daughter of Pharaoh, Moabite, Ammonite, Edomite, Sidonian, the Hittite women from the nations concerning which the Lord had said to all the people of Israel, You shall not enter into marriage with them, neither shall they with you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon 
clung to these in love. He had 700 wives who were princesses and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. For when Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not wholly true to the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. So Solomon did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and did not wholly follow the Lord as David his father had done. Then Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, and for Molech, the abomination of the Ammonites, on the mountain east of Jerusalem. <laughs> it's where the temple he had built was facing. He builds idol statues. And so he did for all his foreign wives who made offerings and sacrificed to their gods. I don't know what stands out to you from those few verses, but especially in light of what we've talked about this evening from Proverbs 3, I think it's pretty, pretty basic. Here was a man who had wrong influences all around him. And he grabbed a hold of those and he kept holding on. And he loved them. And so he, he clung to those influences. But clinging had a consequence. Those influences, given enough time, turned his heart. And the turning of his heart was a really big deal because with a heart turned, he couldn't be wholly true to the Lord. Someone, something was going to come first. And he loved these influences. He loved being around these influences. He loved what these influences could give him. He loved what he got from these influences. And so he held on and held on and held on. And in the process, his heart was turned. And so it didn't completely belong to the Lord. And it doesn't matter if you live in 1000 B.C. or 2023. What you hold on to and where your heart is, that's going to be the direction you go. And this man went after wrong things. And so going after those things that God said was evil led him to do evil in the sight of God. Could we all just sit in that for just a moment this evening? That 
you can know all the right answers to the Bible questions. And you can teach the Bible to other people. And you can write the songs that God's people sing. And you can write and deliver the sermons. And you can serve in assemblies like this and and you can be recognized by others as as someone who really has a heart for God you you can walk with the Lord for months years decades but if you decide to start listening to the wrong influences and you grab a hold of those and they come to be the voices that you listen to, that's not happening in a vacuum. You have a God-given heart that's going to trust someone, something. But if that heart turns, you can't be wholly true to Him. And as that heart turns, there's going to be fruit that is born, and the Lord is going to feel some way about that fruit and he's not afraid not timid not ashamed to say that is evil in my sight young person the young man or the young lady that you choose to date will have influence on you The man or the woman you choose to marry will have influence on you. The voices that you listen to this week will have influence on you. We don't really know how the story ends. How did he finish? We know, in fact, over the next few days, we'll read the, the king's account of how eventually God raised up adversaries. He, he disciplined Solomon just like he, he said, and there are catastrophic ripple effects that extend for generations because of this man's choices. We'll read eventually how he died. Would you turn your Bibles before we close them to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12? I, I don't know when Solomon wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's him who wrote it. Verse 1, he's described as the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. It is obviously full of incredible wisdom and insight. And if you read it, you can, you can tell that this man has some mileage on him. He's... He's accomplished some incredible things. He's, he's dabbled in wisdom and in self-indulgence and hard work and wealth and human attention. But he just keeps coming back over and over and over and over again to it really doesn't deliver what it promised. It's, it's vain. It's empty. There's something more. And the last two verses of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, this author says, The end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. I'd like to think that 
if that Solomon, he finished well. I'm not sure. But here's what I am sure of. By God's design 3,000 years ago, here we are reading God-given wisdom. What will we do with those life mottos this week? And here we are at a point in God's plan where we're not just pointing to ancient writings or an ancient Israeli king who lived 3,000 years ago. What we're pointing to as we reflect on these life mottos is so much more than a book or an ancient letter. What we're pointing to is a person. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 says, Christ has become the wisdom of God for us. I want you to think about that. That that these, these mottos we've reflected on throughout our time together this evening, well, that's Jesus the Christ. And like Solomon We're pretty good at making a pretty big mess of things. But the enduring faithful wisdom of God came and and walked among us. Someone even greater than Solomon was here. And it's in his name that we have gathered throughout the day. It is in his name that we seek to apply this wisdom so that even this week we can finish what was started. And so we're going to sing an invitation song about God's words as the bread of life. And if through our time together in God's word this evening, you, you've come to realize I, I've been living in a spiritual famine and I've been drinking, but all that I keep coming up with is sand. And there's something here worth living for. And we can help you in making that commitment or renewing that commitment this evening. We want to help you finish. Would you let us know how we can help by coming to the front while we stand and sing?